Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Buckle up, because it's going to be a long ride. It's going to be a wild ride. Nobody cares, but we're going to tell you anyways. This is Popcorn Chats. Alrighty, what's up everyone? Welcome back to Popcorn Chats. I'm McKay. I'm Katie. And we are back with our now reoccurring coverage of House of the Dragon, first season, episode nine, we're talking about today. I'm very excited to talk about this episode. This episode was fantastic. We're about to have some fun here. We should have been covering this whole series. We should have. Episode by episode. We should But here's the thing. We didn't know. It could have been a flop. And then we would have been stuck. Yeah. We would have rebuttaled. We would have rebuttaled. We would have figured something else out. But we should have fucking known, bitch. Yeah. Well, and then we had already been covering Game of Thrones. Like, we were re-watching Game of Thrones. We were covering that. So I think we were kind of like, oh, well, you know, let's do something different. Like, do we really need to cover the whole thing? We should have. I mean, we had to cover after. We did. We did have to cover that. That is like a reoccurring thing on the pod here. Next season, we'll do episode by episode. Yes. But first, we we must check in. Motherfucker. How are you? (laughs) I'm good. I'm tired, but that's okay. Yeah, I don't really feel like I have any... We just recorded our other episode not that long ago, so I feel like nothing really has happened. There was flurries outside this morning. Oh, canceled. Not the vibe. Canceled. <laughs> I hate that. Ew. Yeah. Trash. But that's pretty much it. How about you? Um, well, I can't relate to not a lot happening. I have had myself a tragic couple of days. I oh. am sitting here minding my own business on Friday when suddenly I hear a rustling in my kitchen. I'm like, you got oh, no. me fucked up, bitch. I'm at my wits motherfucking end. I get up. I slowly tippity-toe over. And what do you know? Motherfucking ratatouille mouse-looking-ass bitch runs across the kitchen. I'm screaming. I'm crying. I immediately start crying. Because I'm so overwhelmed already, like, anything like that, I'm just, it's tears. Like, I can't control it. So the dog next door does not like my voice we've established this on the podcast so if he's uh chirping there's nothing i can do about it because he he has an issue with me anyways so i'm immediately calling my apartment like come take care of this what the fuck there's literally a mouse in here no one's getting back to me everybody's dragging their fucking feet it's early in the day on friday but i'm like i want this taken care of before the weekend because you know Mm -hmm. that no one's gonna be in the office on the weekend Mm -hmm. these motherfuckers dragging their feet i don't know long story short i didn't get somebody out here until today Day, this morning by then I've been in survival mode this entire weekend I've had a system so it's like I basically figured this shit out myself didn't even need you fucking exterminator man thank you but no thank you but no I actually did need him but I was like all weekend anytime I heard a rustling I would shake my bottle of ibuprofen and then throw the bottle of ibuprofen and that seemed to really spook ratatouille so he hasn't showed his face in like two days now um but the guy came today he put some sticky traps out because i was like i don't want a trap that's gonna kill him i don't want any bloodshed on my hands i want a sticky trap so i can just boop put him outside so i'm hoping that it doesn't come to that he also found potential entry points in my kitchen where they think that ratatouille was coming in so i plugged those up with some plastic bags. He told me to plug it up with some steel wool. And I was like, 
Um, Who just has steel wool lying around. First of all, yeah. Second of all, that's going to hurt little Ratatouille. So no, I'm not a killer. Although that that mouse had me screaming for my life. My my downstairs neighbor, I was talking to her today. She's like, I heard you screaming. (laughs) Like, thank you for the concern. That whole situation, it's funny now looking back on it, but that sent me into a huge depressive episode. I was Mm. just like, everything's falling apart. I was just like crying in my car on the way to work. Like, I don't know what happened, but that mouse situation was just like It's just the thing that tipped you over. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Everything's fine now. But yeah, that was my um, tragic moment in the past couple of days. What's up with our buildings having issues lately? Get it to fucking gather. That's all I gotta say. Like, I just live here. I don't know. Like, I'm not paying to live with a mouse for the weekend. No. Did you like my TikTok I sent you today about that? Yeah. One for a Baja Blast. (laughs) A Baja Baja Blast freeze or a Baja Blast with tequila in it. I would do dirty things for a Baja Blast tequila. And some of those cinnamon bun bites, Mm. bitch. Remember when I when I pretended to be in distress to get some free one? <laughs> and then the guy like fought with his manager about it. <laughs> That's the moment that I'm gonna arrive to hell and I'm gonna be like, why? Is it because I'm gay? Is it because I say fuck every other word? And then they're gonna roll that tape back and be like, no, bitch, you got this poor employee fired because you pretended to be going through a breakup because you're a broke fucking ass. <laughs> Couldn't afford cinnamon bun bites. How sad is that? That's the fun that we had when we were younger. Was going through drive-thrus, just terrorizing people, just trying to do their fucking jobs. I know. Now working in the service industry for as long as I have, it's like just stop it. Yeah. Just go home. Go to sleep. Watch a movie. Yeah. You don't need to be going topless through Duncan. <laughs> That, like, I should have literally gotten a ticket for that. Like, that, <laughs> is that not illegal? <laughs> I mean, like, we're talking about, like, underage drinking at the same time, but it's, like, for real, like, me taking off my top in a car. Well, you you disguised yourself. You put, like, a shirt over your, your head, and then you had sunglasses on, so that they couldn't recognize you if they rolled the tapes back. Oh, my God. So, House of Dragon, episode nine, penultimate episode of season one. How are we feeling? It was a green-only episode. That's the thing that's, like, taking away from this episode for me. I was really pumped to see Rhaenyra and Damon. However, I do appreciate this episode giving us real insight into Alicent and her kids and everybody's wants and desires, I think, are a lot clearer now. And that's going to be helpful going into the next season, especially if it's going to be following Alicent and Rhaenyra's kids more closely. Mm-hmm. Obviously, in enjoyed super entertained the entire time on the edge of my seat the entire time it was great it felt like suspenseful like the whole episode felt i was waiting for the other shoe to drop the whole time it's it's kind of like a a lot of the other penultimate episodes from the original game of thrones that where it's like what's the catch it reminded me a lot of um the sept episode when (sighs) 
yeah. when uh, Cersei exploded Lady Marjorie, rest in peace. Um, R.I.P. Queen. And all the Tyrells. It reminded me a lot of that episode where it's just like, something is afoot. <laughs> like, something is yeah. gonna happen um, to kind of ruffle some feathers. So, definitely love those types of episodes where it's, it's exciting leading up to it and then it gets to the point and you're just like taken by total surprise. Yeah. How are you feeling about it? You you loved it. I loved it. I thought it was a great episode. When I found out earlier in the day yesterday that it was a green only episode, I was like, this episode is about to be trash. Not trash. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's like extreme. But I was like, I really am not looking forward to it. I was like, how am I supposed to watch a whole episode with these flops? But as soon mm-hmm. as the episode started, I was like enthralled by it and I never once, like as much as I love Damon and Rainier and I'm sad that we didn't get them, during the episode, I don't feel like there was any part of it where I was like, oh, it would really be so much better if these two were here right now. I was yeah. like, this is actually kind of good that it's just like solely focused on the greens. And I really, really enjoyed it. And I like that we got more with some of the kids. I thought it was just like a kick-ass episode through and through. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites of the season. Do you want to do standout star, standout scene? Yeah, let's do it. My standout star is Rainies. I mean, obviously. Uh, she did the most with the least in this episode. Absolutely loved her. That moment when she blo- broke through the floorboards, I like flopped on my couch. I was so stunned. I was like, hell yes. I was like actively cheering. I was just mm-hmm. so excited. So yeah, I definitely say that she is my st- Even though the episode is not focused on her, so I should be like Allison or Otto or Eamon or Aegon or whatever the fuck they all are. To be different from you, I'm going to say that Vaymond is my standout star. I'm just very intrigued by him and I know that we said last time that he's maybe not the best person and we shouldn't like him very much and who knows what he's gonna do. I, re- I really am intrigued by him. I love that character. I love the look of that character and just learning more about him in this episode and how some of the trauma that he's gone through. He lost his virginity when he was super young which I don't know if you would count that as trauma but it's like that's not healthy to be having sex for the first time when you're 13 maybe I'm just excited to see how that's gonna unfold and he definitely knows that he like should be the heir if you're looking at them you know like he sees his brother and sees that he doesn't want it Mm -hmm. so he's like well if he doesn't want it I do want it and he sees himself as better suited for it for it I'm interested to see if they will like turn on each other at all or if they're gonna like remain united in order to fight Rainier and Damon. I think it's interesting too because in order for Vaiman to have any claim to the throne at all his brother does have to succeed Viserys so if Rhaenyra is the one to succeed Viserys then her children are next in line and it completely skips Vaymond and Allison's children at all. Wait do you mean Aemond? I had subtitles on and I thought it was Vaymond. Vaymond I think was uh, the brother that got his head cut off last week. Oh okay why do they have to have the names they so all literally have the similar. same because him and Damon have the same exact name except it's just okay. like flipped the like the D at the front versus the interesting back. okay Amon this whole time my bad I was kind of waiting at the coronation did you not think that I don't know this was what I was kind of waiting for because I felt like there was something that was going to go wrong in that and I kind of thought like was Amon or Aegon gonna like 
kill himself on top of that podium there after he took the dagger and how he, he had asked like do you love me and in the carriage ride and how he like really didn't want this or whatever and I'm like is he gonna like kill himself or something I don't know I was definitely anticipating his death by the end of the episode I was feeling like they were setting that up the entire time when he's like out there like holding his arms out like this it was very much like president coin from the hunger games just oh my it God. felt like yeah. kill me now it's it was the perfect opportunity to get rid of that character i think it would have been cool if rainy's you know, had acted in some way. I love that she just kind of was like, fuck y'all, and like flew away. Mm-hmm. But also, I don't know. I think Aegon should have died. That would have been Cause, interesting. Because then it's like, okay, he doesn't want it, was like anointed, he is king. So then that makes Aemon's claim like valid. And I think it would be more fun to watch him and Alicent fight him, like Aemon, Alicent, and Otto fight against Rhaenyra and Damon and mm-hmm. their kids. I don't know. Who knows what, what's in store? I obviously don't have any knowledge about the source material. I didn't read the books or anything, so mm-hmm. there could be like better things to come. Maybe we're gonna end up loving Aegon's character by the end of this show. Who fucking knows? I mean, it, it's only season one. Like, you never know, yeah, right? Like, yeah. we hate it. We didn't necessarily hate, but we didn't love Tyrion at the end of season yeah. one of Game of Thrones, and he's like our one of our favorite characters from the entire series. So, like, who knows? Yeah. I think it'll depend what kind of war crimes they commit against Rhaenyra and her children. Wait and see on that. And same with Rhaenys' granddaughters. Like, Lena mm-hmm. and... Lena, right? And, or no, that was the daughter. But I think... See, they all Don't have the same me. names. Don't who knows? Her two me. granddaughters. We'll talk more about Rhaenys as we get in. Standout scene for me, again, was Rhaenys breaking through the floorboards yes. on our dragon. What was yours? Yeah, that, that was mine too, but I also wanted to say that the scene with, like, the small council meeting mm, um, at the so towards good. the beginning of the episode when Alicent finds out that they have been, like, planning Aegon's ascent for a while now, and then all of the fallout with that, the eye contact where the people who weren't clued in about these plans are, like, looking at each other like what the fuck this is literally treason like you can't Mm -hmm. it's just so botched it's so fucked up i hate Otto with a burning passion of a thousand suns Kristen Cole, incel ass bitch. He needs to go to anger management classes. He literally killed a guy. He's killed two people now out of like pure rage. No consequences. This is what's tragic about this man. He's a killer because he is triggered by the mention of a girl that he fucked once. He fucked her once over 10 years ago. And if she is even mentioned, this man becomes a blind, raging fiend but women are the emotional ones women are the problem we fly off the handle if and he you... literally pulls his sword on the king's guard like the head of the king's guard yeah. like his boss check your actual self he is garbage if you want to find true rage and hatred look no further than a man who has not gotten laid in a while pull the patch in the corner and let it go because come on now you can't be killing people on a little marble rock thingy god what a way to go too yeah what Ouch. a horrible way to go R. and then they just leave him bleeding out there that definitely sets the tone for like what type of people they are they're just they're scrambling they just seem to always be scrambling and it's tragic that's what I love about this episode is that you're seeing how Otto is not afraid to deal with anyone that will oppose Aegon and like the 
high towers. So he lets that councilman be murdered right there. You know there's gonna be no consequences for that. The one guy who doesn't bend the knee, he just decides to hang publicly. He makes everyone bend the knee or else, or else. And you know that and how he's like, you can't even go home and confer with your houses. And it's like, that's not wrong. Like if I was in his position, I wanted to make sure that my flop of a grandson was getting the throne as well. Like, I mean, yes, you'd want to make sure that people don't have time to like think about it or go warn Rhaenyra, but also like that's how you're going to rule. Like you're setting up how you're going to rule and you're forcing not people. looking too good. Yeah. Yeah. That's tragic. They, they literally forced people to go to his coronation. Otherwise yeah. no one would have showed up. And he's like, Oh, look at all these people like who showed up for me. That's tragic. If that's no, how gosh. I'm going to rule, I don't want to do it. That's dumb. Yeah. And how right away, immediately he's like, let's murder Rhaenyra and Damon, which again, mm-hmm. it's like, it's not necessarily the, like you don't want them garnering support, but at the same time, how Allison is like, let's give them the chance. Let's not just like straight up murder them before they mm-hmm. even have the knowledge of anything. And how she's saying, because she's like, Viserys would not have wanted that. Like he loved his daughter yeah. and he would not have wanted us to just murder her straight up. And if she's even being the logical one here being like, just because she thinks with his last dying breath that Aegon was like who he saw in his future being the savior of everyone, which is like, bitch, check yourself. She still is like, he did not meet, like he didn't say that with the idea in mind then that like his daughter would be killed. Do you feel like she is being kept up at night with like, is that what he really meant? I feel like the, the guilt would eat me alive and I would just be overthinking that shit. Like he definitely didn't mean that. I think she does believe it. I don't she know. I think to, like right? I would. Yeah, I think like I would be kept up with that guilt or like questioning myself, especially when you know that your son's a fucking flop. Like she's aware of that, mm. that her son sucks. So I do think that she, like that I would be questioning that, but I think she believes it so wholeheartedly. Yeah, like she, she has to in order for it because that's how they're going to survive. If she's questioning it, how is she ever going to like live with herself? You know, I mm-hmm. think she has to hold on to the fact that she believes it. I don't like, know. Yikes. What do we think? about locking Rainice in her room right away as well. Scary. I thought that like the cut to black after that would just meant that she was dead. And I was like, oh, that would have sucked. I'm glad she didn't die. Mm-hmm. I thought her conversation with Allison was super interesting. Very like reflective of her previous conversations with Rhaenyra about like women and how men don't like it when women rule but basically women you know they whisper in the ears of the men who do get to rule and like have influence over them so I appreciated that I just really feel for her you know she's like caught in between all of this political upheaval her husband did he die officially or is he still on his deathbed yeah I don't think so I don't think he's dead yet and then Allison's bogus ass being like you should have been queen shut up she's so fake you actually believe that and that's the thing Rainies can see right through that like at least when mm-hmm. Rhaenyra goes to her and is like kind of desperate you know to get Rhaenys on her side and is like here I'll propose like the marriages of my sons to your granddaughters you know strengthen our house Rhaenyra isn't going over to blow smoke up her ass okay she's like being yeah. honest of being like hey I do need your help let's do this instead of being like you should have been queen we both know it and it's like yeah she would have been an amazing queen and Allison stop acting like you wish that she was and I loved when Rhaenys called her Alicent Hightower because she doesn't mm-hmm. see her as a Targaryen no I don't even say I don't see her as a Targaryen I'm like thinking this whole time like they don't even have dragons these people aren't gonna last two days but then I remember that her kids are Targaryens I'm like oh yeah they're not real Targaryens how do you feel about her reaction to Viserys dying like her uh when the maid came in and like told her 
Mm-hmm. I think that is, I think it was part genuine because I do think that over the years she grew to at least respect her husband and kind of have some sort of a fondness for him. Um, and I think you saw that in episode eight a little bit. Uh, so I do think some of that was grief over losing him, but I think the majority of it was like, oh shit, he didn't get to tell anyone else about mm-hmm. Aegon. That he's gone and kind of what that all and Susan, she was already starting to think like 10 steps ahead after mm-hmm. his death of like what that means for everyone. So I don't think, I would say her reaction was like 20% grief, 80% oh shit, what does this mean for me mm-hmm. and the throne? Yeah, I thought it was touching to see her mourning him. Just having vulnerable moments, I think it's important to have that with any character that we're gonna be following for long periods of time. To have an entire episode devoted to the high towers, like we have to feel for them because otherwise it's just an entire episode with the villains that we fucking hate. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad we got a little bit more depth, obviously, on like Aemon and even Aegon and Alicent's vulnerable moments after her husband dies, too. Like, I appreciated it, but I do agree with you that it was probably also just being overwhelmed by the stuff that is going to fall out after what she thinks that he said, which he didn't fucking say that. <laughs> um, also was surprised every time they like went, entered a room to tell a new person with like a distressed look on their face. And they're like, what is it? Just tell us it's like you've seen this man he is dangling by a thread he has one eye one of them literally fell out well he only has literally half of a fit he has one cheek he has one eyebrow one eye like this man is crusty you're telling me you're not gonna be like is it grandpa or is it dad like come on you knew what state that man was in like don't act surprised Another question, do you feel like Otto would have pushed for Aegon to still, like, take the throne even if Alicent wasn't like, oh, this is what Viserys said. Thousand percent. And I think that's revealed in the council meeting. True. When yeah. uh, true. he's like, okay, let's get down to business. And Alicent is kind of like, what What do you mean? Like, what, what are you guys all talking about? And they're like, oh, we've been planning for this. And she's like, mm-hmm. so you've been planning to like usurp the throne. So mm-hmm. a thousand percent Otto would have been pushing for it. Do you think yeah. so? Yeah, I, I 100% agree. And I, as botched as I feel like Alicent is, she needed to have that moment with Viserys where she misunderstood him in order for the two sides to really solidify and for her to be on Otto's side. They really should have just married their kids to each other. Like, I mean, marry the half-siblings to each other because then both lines could have, like, kept going forward and both been in power. So if they would have done Aegon and, well, Rainier didn't have any daughters. Okay, Helena, I think is her name, like the daughter to mm-hmm. Jace or Luke or whichever one is the older one. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean, I they would have never settled would've... for that, but. Yeah, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. They want absolute power. But my logical brain looking at this situation from the outside, I was like, then everyone can all have a little bit of power. But of course, that's not how no, I... this works. Also, Miss Helena, Miss Helena Targaryen. If only the Greens realized that they literally have a That's So Raven on their team, they could be 10 steps ahead. But instead, they're always like, oh, whatever. She's like stitching her beetles. Whatever. Someone listen to her. Yeah, she is giving a little bit cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Speaking of That's So Raven, apparently she does come into my job. Not when I've been there, but if I do see Raven Simone, I'm going to be like... (gasps) 
Hey, yoga guys, until the future. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, amigas, cheetahs. That too. Stop it. Oh, that would be amazing. Yes, I do think she's a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, but I do like her, like, out of the three children. I mean, I'm intrigued by Amund mostly because I think he's going to... I think he's going to be a fun person to hate mm-hmm. going forward. But I do think that out of the children... Like, at least Aegon, I'm like, you just flop energy. Where Helena, I'm like, you're kind of fun. And I know the people who have read... <laughs> the books are like huge fans of her they're like we love like when we say we hate greens we don't mean her so i'm like okay is she a vibe we shall maybe see she's a vibe maybe she's gonna be an ally i still think back to the moment the one moment i've liked otto when in the last episode last week when uh she made her little speech about being married and like it's fine he mostly ignores you except when he's drinking or whatever and she sits down and otto's like good like, yeah, that was what cute. F- that was his oh one cute God. moment. Actually botched at this coronation ceremony when he is just, like, soaking it all in. It's very Peter B vibe. Oh, my God. Very, yeah. Because, sir, this is the closest you are ever going to get. So you better mm-hmm. soak it all in. You mm-hmm. fucking crusty, dusty man. I would love to beat his ass. And Kristen Cole, sir, who invited you to speak? <laughs> Not I, said the fly. I don't remember seeing your name on the agenda for this, so <laughs> Sit your ass down. Yeah. It's like, everybody clap for the king. It's like, you're tragic. Earlier at the, again, this man is just a walking, talking trash bag. But when they get to the little um, whorehouse, you know, um, Mm -hmm. and I say whorehouse, with the most loving way. We love the whorehouse in yeah. King's Landing. Um, but, oh, the, the brothel. The brothel. Couldn't think of the word. When he says to Eamon that, like, every woman is uh, a picture of the mother and there's a, to be talked about with the highest of reverence, sir, mm-hmm. did you not just three episodes prior flame Rhaenyra and then call her the C word? I remember. We Roll have the receipts. Tape. We Roll have the tape. Received. If this was Bravo, if it was a reunion with Andy Cohen, we would be rolling those tapes back. Also, your hat is stupid as fuck. You look Oh my stupid. god. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of love the wardrobe choice because Eamon looks really cool with his he hood looks up. Sick as fuck, but yes. <laughs> that only makes Kristen look even worse. Going back to the um the small council meeting, I really loved Allison in the moment when she like slammed the table and she was like, one more word and I'll send you to the wall. I was like, fuck yeah. Foggy ass, get at it. She is, and she commanded the attention, which like. Mm-hmm. Good for her. And also in that meeting, when the knight of the Kingsguard surrenders his cloak and is like, yes. this, I won't be a part of this, and left, snaps and claps yes. for you. It gave very yes. much, what was his name? Back in Game of Thrones, when that one knight also surrendered and then he went to Danny yeah, and joined Danny's yeah, squad. Yeah. It was serving um, very much um, that guy. Sir Barristan? Sir Barristan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what it was. What is this child fighting pit? <laughs> What the fuck is that? And the fact that it's like just Aegon's children just chilling in there too. Wait, it's his kids? So the one, um, when they did that little pan to the little boy with the blonde hair, it's like Aegon's yeah. bastards are, like he has bastards there. My God. He is horrid. But yeah, what is with the fighting pit? And then they said they file their teeth and nails. I'm sorry. I don't think, like, why are you so bored? You need to find something to do. You're making children fight each other. There's Get gotta be a hobby. Town. Yeah, why don't you want to paper mache? <laughs> There's other things to do. Yeah, why don't you fight yourself? How about you go in the fighting pit if you're so bored? Or get a legal adult. Someone 18 who can choose. 
for themselves. Yeah. Or even like 16 in this world. Like lower than 16. <laughs> fine. Let's 16 year olds fight. They need to <laughs> sign a thing that they are like, I understand what's happening. I agree to have my teeth filed. <laughs> oh, that was so random. And what do you think of Eric and Eric? Yeah. What the fuck? Have they been here this whole time? I don't know. <laughs> But I, I loved I loved their discourse and I love the fact that they're twins and it's like one of them. It's almost like one person fighting with themselves, like two halves of themselves, because one of them is like, we have to be loyal to what King Viserys said. And the other one is like, no, we have to be loyal to Allison and like do our duty. So I really appreciated their little moment in this, but I did not. I think I do remember there being twins knights or something. I don't know, but um, love, but also dumbass name for twins. I'm sorry. <laughs> Once again, you couldn't get any more creative than Eric and Eric. <laughs> well, at least they aren't fucking each other. So we finally mm-hmm. got a pair of twins. That we know of. That we well, know true. of right I guess now. True. I think it would have been cool if they had one Eric going, like both of them kind of in a race to find Aegon, which that might have been a little bit confusing and hard to keep track of, but... And then the one brother just ditched the other brother because he was like, bye, sayonara. I don't even want to help this king anyways. Well, and then Kristen Cole, once again, stopped fighting. I thought he was going to kill him, honestly, because that's just what he does. That's his streak. Uh, But I did love the two brothers fighting with each other. It just felt very much like sibling rivalry. And then the fact that Aegon spit in Aemon's remaining eye. That's some sibling type behavior. Yeah. (laughs) Also, it is interesting that, and I don't know if Kristen knew that he was doing this or not but like the reason why Alicent wanted Kristen to find Aegon is because she wanted to have Aegon's ear so that she could say don't kill Rhaenyra Mm -hmm. so Kristen was basically doing one for our sis Rhaenyra and helping her I don't know if he knew that or not but either way ha ha you fucking idiot played yourself period because I still stand by what I said before. Allison is in love with Rhaenyra. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to get pussy from either of them ever again. Mm-mm. No. Because Allison has her little side hustle as a foot porn woman. Get that bag. Just like, <laughs> I don't know why she's doing that. <laughs> I don't think she's getting paid. Not little lad Lord Larry's with his fucking <laughs> foot fetish. That he, was so uncalled for. He is exactly the type of person that I think of when I think of a man with a foot fetish. Look at my note that I had about that. It's just foot fetish, ew. <laughs> what was mine? <laughs> mine was what the fuck with his foot fetish. It was one thing when he was just like standing there or sitting there looking at him. But then when he reached under his pants, sir. Yeah, um, starts pulling the patch to the feet. And she's just like looking away like in disgust. <sighs> Is, so is she doing that because he's like blackmailing her? Like what? what's going on there? I kind of took that as she is kind of keeping him on her leash a little bit of she wasn't like brazenly being like, hey, check me out. Like I'm going to sleep with you. But it was like, hey, subtle kind of get at it with my feet. Because like I'm assuming and like, you know, dated back in long time periods ago, feet were like considered private parts on women. Like your boobs could 
like be pushed up in a corset, you know, but it was like your feet were like off limits. So I feel like it was like scandalous for her to be showing him his feet. I don't actually know, but I feel like she knew what she was doing with that and that she was trying to keep him like on her side and enticed by her without having to get up and like make out with him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What was your take yeah. on it? Yeah, I guess I wasn't sure if that was him blackmailing her with the the Lord Harwin situation. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if that would even work at this point. Yeah, if he's just been doing favors for her and she's doing favors for him by showing him her feet. Whatever. <laughs> Go off, both of you. I I don't know. I'm not one to judge. Um, except I am, and you're both <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> And you know, so I'm like, so who's going to try to, like, make a move in on her? Because I feel like if she goes with Lord Larry's, Sir Kristen Cole's going to bust a nut over that. He's going to be so pissed. But if she goes with Kristen Cole, Lord Larry's is going to be like, I have all this beef on you to dig up. So I feel like she's going to be stuck in the middle of these two guys who she's kind of kept just on the back burner a little bit for her. And she's going to run herself into a bit of a situation. Yeah, I think Kristen Cole, he still has his vow or whatever, so he can't marry anyone. But I can see him being problematic and being like... You think, though, if Allison wasn't like drop your title and be oh yeah my I husband. think he would for sure he would okay. for sure yeah I don't know what his motivations are anymore like I don't know what he like what does he what, want does yeah he what's want your power? deal that's just what I want to know like what's your deal you're tragic you're bitter you're not tragic going back to that though with Allison and like I thought when Renice like read her for fucking filth in that little meeting that they had together when she was like you live in service to men how's it Mm -hmm. feel that's sad oh you think you're like a powerful badass woman think again because everything you do is for men and that's Mm -hmm. really sad for you honey that's not me we're not the same (laughs) yeah I can't relate sorry um I'm gonna go get my dragon and you know I could end you and your entire Mm -hmm. bloodline but not worth my time. Bye. Mm-hmm. I bet she was singing <laughs> as she's flying away. Like I'm a bad bitch. All jokes aside, <laughs> it's in the deleted scenes. <laughs> yeah, I did love that moment when she said that, and I did like that. You see Allison kind of processing that a little bit, and while I don't think that she's going to ever do anything drastic because she's never going to step out of the shadow of her father, and she's never going to shun him or anything like that, or like now her sons, like she's never going to step away from them. But I did like them when she went to Otto and she was like, this is what's going to happen here and kind of like laid it down for him. I did like that. I was like, good for you. Is he going to actually listen to you? Nari. Mm. <laughs> He's out for but... one and only himself. Which again, that is so fucking tragic because what do you think is going to happen? You think you're going to sit on the Iron Throne someday? It's just like Peter B. How the fuck are you going to make that work? It's not going to happen. If he was told that killing Allison would further his stake in the game he would do it like and i don't know if she realizes that where if you told rainira that she had to kill one of her kids in order to get ahead she would never she wouldn't yeah and i think allison kind of knows that but is also kind of like doesn't want to believe it because her dad Mm -hmm. is like all she has also can we talk about this i hate when men are like you look just like your mother That's weird. And I don't know if that's an unpopular opinion, but when he's like, you look just like your mother in some lights, ew. I don't like that. She's like standing up for herself and having like a heated conversation with him and his only response is, you look so much like your mother in some lights. And then she just like rolls her eyes and leaves. What happened to the mom? Do we know? 
I think she died. She didn't die during the show, but like she died when Allison was young. Cause I remember when her and Rhaenyra are like praying together, you know, they kind of talk mm. about that. Interesting. And Allison is like, I can relate to you because my mom also died. Interesting. I just said, damn, they hanging bitches. <laughs> When Renice is broken out by the one um, good citizen, mm. I was maximum stressed when they got separated. Yeah. My heart was a pounding. And then when she like kind of has that smile on where she like realizes where they're going, I was like, what are you going to be on the sleeve, Miss Renice? Yeah. But I did not see that coming. I didn't figure that she would leave without her dragon. But I was like, is she going to make like a public spectacle? Like, I was like, is she going to try to garner support when like she's out in public? And like, can anyone actually kill her, you know, in front of all these people? I didn't know what she was going to do. So I did love that. And I was stressed. I think, was it the, was it the one Eric? I think it was one of the Eric's that broke her out and was taking her away because oh, i'm like why it? are you in so i could be wrong on that but that i was like why sense. are you in your like full night gear like that's not yeah. incognito also i was stressing i was like rainies hold on to your hood because i was like if that hood gets exposed that's yeah, like a her big ass hair under there i was like come on it's like pull it into a low bun i do wonder looking at that wig i'm like how heavy is that mm-hmm. it's gotta yeah. be heavy do you watch the preview for next week's No, episode. I didn't. I didn't. Well, so we know that Rhaenys gets to, is it Dragonstone where Rhaenyra mm. and Damon are? So she arrives there and says, like, they're coming for you. And we see, like, her kids and Rhaenys's granddaughters. And we do see Aemond popping up and taking off his eye patch. So, like, I don't know if he's in that episode. We do see back on that bridge. Remember where that, like, confrontation of between mm. Damon and Rhaenyra happened, like, years ago? Damon and a bunch of people are drawing swords on one side and people are drawing swords on another side. Damon is trying to get more dragons to their side, like mm. awaking ancient dragons that no one has. And he's like singing in Valyrian to him. It's so cool. I'm cool. very excited for next week's episode and I'm nervous that someone's gonna die. <laughs> I don't know Me why. Too. I feel like <sighs> someone's definitely gonna die. I am super excited. I'm gonna watch the promo after we get off here. <laughs> you know what? We ne- like It's sad to think about with this show that we never had to think about with Game of Thrones was that we knew it. Like It was up in the air at the end of Game of Thrones of who would be alive, but you at least knew that some characters would make it out alive where you're watching this and you know that every single character that we love right now is going to die, like, over the mm-hmm. course of the show. Every single one of them. And all the dragons. Yeah. Like, all the dragons are going to die. I mean, that's a long way off. Yeah, but it's still, like... S- sad to think about and it's like weird to think about like watching a show just knowing that all these people are gonna die like Mm -hmm. we don't know who carries on the line everyone Mm -hmm. who doesn't (laughs) i'm pretty safe to say is dead wild but Mm -hmm. i cannot wait it's Mm -hmm. gonna be a fun time yeah so next week we will be back with the season finale of house of the motherfucking dragon Thank you guys for listening slash watching. Please follow us at the links in the description below and subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit the green follow button on Spotify if that's where you're listening or subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts if that's where you're listening. Do all the things. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Lilas. Lilas.